Your go-to girls, Jill Vanek and Lauren Sherwin, flip the script and give you a weekly dose of career advice, banter, and the insider office gossip. You have all heard the phrase, your go-to guy. We are Are your your go-to girls. It's the go-to girls and the go-to husband is back. He's back for round two by popular demand. I'll have you know, Jer, we got a lot of requests for you. People really liked your episode. From who? Your mothers? No. Well, I mean, obviously they always request, but no, you were a fan favorite. How does that make you feel? That's it's pretty good considering some of the guests you guys have had. So thanks to the fans. Thanks to the uh, the go-to the go-to people. We have Jer stands. He's one of the top three most listened episodes. Yeah. Like when we go to our like, because we actually have stats and data, which is mind blowing to me that Um, we actually have some data. We're pretty, uh, real deal, high tech. We're like as close to Joe Rogan as you can possibly get from a podcast. Can you, we do not want to be close. Can you, oh, that's a whole controversy we need to discuss. why? Jared loves Joe Rogan. I don't even know something's happening. We're not going to get people to listen to this after you've just told them. No. Enjoy Joe Rogan. No, Joe Rogan as an entertaining personality, sure. But it just came out, they removed, meaning platforms, a ton of his episodes because racist epithets came out of his mouth. He used the N-word. He's not in a great space. It was like 70 times, too. Yeah. In multiple episodes. He's been doing it for a very long time, 12 years. did you see the clips that came out about, womanizer is the wrong word, but like they were all laughing about getting like blowjobs and stuff in a strip club and like just so demeaning to women. I didn't listen to the whole thing, but yeah. it was a whole thing. He's a comedian first and foremost, and then he does the MMA stuff. Then he's a podcaster. Right. So the comedian side of him, yes. that's where they get into some trouble if people start listening without knowing what they're getting into. That's true. And again, I feel like can take a joke, but I feel like when it rains, it pours and oh, yeah. all of this. Oh. He is like, it's bringing up cancel culture. Mm-hmm. Like, is he going to be canceled for real? I don't think so. I think the money that Spotify so paid for this is yeah. going to continue putting him on. Plus, a lot of the people that he does bring on are fighting for him because of how inquisitive he is. Right. And this long-form podcast is good for people to listen to to have ideas and question things. But using it as a news source is where people are, and I think, crossing the wires. So I think you're so right in that. I think we need to take a step back. I don't agree with his stance on vaccines and all of that. Sure. But- as an entertainer, also we're coming from, like, do you guys remember when people would listen to Jenny McCarthy about autism? That's our society. Like, get your shit together, listen to someone with a degree. That's not Joe Rogan's fault. The View has been on TV for a very long time. Yes. If you exactly. go back and look at v- things that some of the women on The View have said, I'm sure you can find some stuff. Right. Speaking of, Whoopi is in a bad place right oh. now. Oh, Whoopi. Oh, and oh, you, know, Whoopi. you know I YouTube that and watch the whole Whoopi thing. And again, I'm not... I'm not necessarily purporting to cancel her if she's truly sorry, but that opens up a whole other chasm of, do we even know history? Like, if these people are misinformed to this degree, it's wild. Like, if these are the thoughts on things like the Holocaust. Victors create the history. It's so insane. It's just wild. We stay away from those topics here at the Go To Girls because we don't need to be canceled. No, we're not going to get canceled. We're not part of the cancel culture. No, I think it's so important to discuss though but regardless there's a lot happening like hot topics people are getting canceled not canceled but jer will never be canceled he is among us fingers crossed let's get high ratings on this episode let's let's get some hot let's you have to tell can you get a little bit higher like ratings than you did last time like bring it well, I am on Instagram again now, so maybe Excuse I can us. start. You well, know, I'll pub this one a little okay, bit. Okay, no are photos, you gonna are you gonna give out your Instagram handle? I can get. I don't even know what it is to be honest <laughs> with you. I literally brought this back just for dad life. I just wanted to be able to see my friends' kids and post funny stuff, like hopefully a potential girl or boy listening to like Biggie Smalls in the background. Well. I, oh, Lauren is literally handing her phone to Jer so he can give us his it's, IG handle. It's apparently at Jer Sherwin. He has 96 followers, zero posts, and 150 following. That's the Jer, saddest thing no, I've ever seen. You have seen. to have a post. What's That's your initial so post sad. Be? You know what? I will tell you guys right now, because this will be coming out after it happens. Okay. But the first one's going to be, if, well, right now in my head, if things come out in the way I hope, 
We'll talk about this later, but I will be putting some sort of post up for the gender reveal. Okay. I think we need to talk about it now. I'm so pumped. So you guys are going to find out the sex and it's happening on the 15th. Yeah, we are definitely finding out the sex because I have, I have been telling myself probably incorrectly, this is where I might get canceled, that it's a boy since I found out. Okay. So in your heart, you think it's a boy. Like I've called, I'll probably say it on this podcast, so I apologize, but I, I say him all the time and it's probably just my dumb, dumb brain kicking in, but, but you feel it. I feel boy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What do you feel? I have no feeling. Okay. I have no, I, and I hate it. Here's one of my biggest pet peeves so far in pregnancy is everyone's like, what do you feel? What do you think? What are you dreaming of? What are you visioning? Um, like people think I'm like super connected. I don't even feel the baby yet. I have, right. I have no sense of like, I'm not having telepathic like feelings of like girl or boy. But it's the number one question I get is one, how are you feeling? Which is such a weird thing because I'm throwing up four to six times a day. So I, I don't know how to really so answer that. Great. I'm like, not really great. And I look like death. And then it's like, well, what are, what are you thinking? Like, what's the baby going to be? And I'm like, I have no idea. Like, I have no clue. I have right. no, I have no, okay. is that a bad thing? No, but here's the million dollar question. Shit. And we get real on this pod. Now, I know, obviously, no, we want a healthy baby. We know that. But, and little Bambino will not hear this podcast. Do we want a boy or a girl, truly, as number one? So I am the older brother of one sister. Okay. So in my brain, it's better to have the father and the oldest son be able to look out for the daughter. So yes, in my ideal world, and it's, call it what you want. You but boy. me and my son will be able to protect the daughter. And that's, I just feel like that's, that's kind of what. Okay. I'm. So you're yeah. rooting boy. I'm going boy. Cause I think I'll be a better boy mom than I will be a girl mom. You think so? I, I think I'll be a, I think really great. Either I think way. I'll be a really good boy mom. I think with like a girl mom, I might not be at, I don't know. No. I don't know. I think I'd be a great boy mom. <laughs> I mean, you'll be oh, girl, a great girls are, mom. Girls are like mental head cases. Like, look at us. No, like I think 12 to 25, yeah. you're in You're in for it if it's a girl. But then, I don't you feel like then girls are like your mom, your parents' best friends? Like, I call my mom every day. True. Maybe it, that's unwanted. I call Grandpa John every day, though, <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, well, you know what I mean? exactly. <laughs> like, wait, what are we doing? Uh, yeah. You're right. I don't know. I mean, I think Jar and I are both leaning boy- but, but obviously, who knows? if it's a girl, we're going to, we're going to, yeah, we're switching. Love every way. We're yeah, like, switch it up. So another thing that I very, that I learned quickly is there's two different type of sequential screening. There's a sequential screening you can get okay. and there's an NIPT test. There's two different testing you can do for genetics, okay. checking for Down syndrome, all those things you need to do. Right. Jar and I got very overwhelmed in that first appointment and they were throwing all, then there's no checklist. I really want a doctor to come up with like a checklist of like, this is what you do for week one. This is week two. Okay. Like, and you check off your list, right? Cause it's just super overwhelming. They throw a bunch of shit at you and you have no idea what you're doing. So we thought the sequential screening was going to give us the gender, but it didn't. The NIPT test gives you the gender, okay. which we didn't do. We just did the sequential screening. So now we'll find out the gender at the 20 week ultrasound, right. which is on February 15th. So when this comes out, we'll have already known what we're having. And then it's we'll find out uh, why we were like watching the ultrasound, like if it's a boy or girl, which I'm super pumped about because it's just going to be Jar and I in the room great. doing the ultrasound. And that's how we're going to find out like what we're having. Okay. I love it. Now, next question. Are you going, do you have any names in mind and are you going to tell people? Because I feel like that is a slippery slope. We've already, there is one boy name for me. Oh, that's it. Like you're like literally you already know. I have, the, I've had the boy name. I've told probably the majority of our family and friends. Okay. So people, know. my first son is going to be named this. Okay. The girl is name it, is the name Ricardo. <laughs> yes. Jimmy Ricardo is going to be Jimmy Ricardo. <laughs> okay, Sherwin. Uh, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally that. Um, but yeah, so we've already told everybody the boy name, the girl name. We, we have some like contenders, but we're not as like. As married to one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I can't wait for that reveal. Um, I've also learned in this process that telling, I know now I understand why people don't 
tell the name. Right. I think so too. Cause literally you can see on people's faces. They're like, mm, great. Like, I, like we get annoying. I, I even told a former colleague today and they're like, Oh, what names are you thinking? Cause yeah. you get the standard five questions from everybody. Right. Like when they check in with you, how are you feeling? Of course. When are you finding out the gender? Have you thought of any names? What's going on with the nursery? Are you doing a gender reveal? You get the standard five questions from everyone. A former colleague of mine today was like, Oh, think about names. I said the boy name and I said, here's some of the girl names we're thinking. And she's like, oh, well, my opinion is yeah, like that boy name's probably not great because you don't want to have a generic name that I a lot of people have. One. Yeah. And they're like, they were like, you probably don't want to <laughs> have canceled. that name because I'll never forget a T-ball when they kept saying Luke and there was five other Lukes. They were like, you don't want to pick a generic name that a lot of boys have oh because God, it's it, going to be annoying at T-ball. Is it really that? Luke? Was the goddamn opinion. That okay, I is it Luke? I have a cousin Luke and I love that. Oh, I love that name though Luke too. Luke is high on my list, but it's like okay. it's like significantly lower okay. than number one. Okay. And also, by the way, for the people that say that to you, grow up with Can't the name tell. Jerome. It's, you You kind of wish to have just a normal name. Yeah. And props to, props to, you know, pops and grandfather and all that. It's been a family heirloom, but Jerome's tough. Okay, so Jerome I'm, will die. Jerome well, just is gonna dying. Say, so there's sorry, not going to be a Jer... Junior, fourth, fit like there's Jerome's not the name. No, I, I've I've talked to my family about this. Growing up as a chubby kid, Jerome's tough, it's, and then you have to like raise your hand. And I was shy, and you have to be like, "Can I please call me Jerry, Mrs. Clark?" And it's just like Jerome is cool. Like I like a name. Like you're like Jerome. Like you can play mm -hmm. with your name. Like it's a good, strong. Like come on, Romy. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I I wish I had more confidence oh as a youth because I probably would have leaned into it more, like you said, and go Rome, Jerome, something right. like that. Rome but is again, cool. Chubby white kid. Well, it, just, okay. You know, I get it. it. Just, it <laughs> Let's just say when I first started dating Jer and people were like, oh, what, like, who are you dating? I, I didn't say Jerome many times no. or Jerry. I didn't love the name Jerry. I didn't love the you name Jerome. Him. Like him. Jeff. It. Guy. That you. guy. You. Because I didn't torture Jerry enough when we first started dating. I. Love it. Jerome. Jerome. It's just a strong, you know what I mean? I also like, we're like, again, that roll off your tongue, like, come on, Kyle, let's go, Kyle. Like, just a strong, you know what I'm saying? Love a good strong. I love name. a strong, no, you know what? Okay, your name is not Sebastian, right? Okay, thank you. I didn't figure it, but that name, like, I will never wrap my head, like, when you yell at your kid, how are you going to yell at, like, Sebastian? Like, I think you need... Like, how are you going to yell at your kid with, like, four syllables? Seabass. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. It's a hard Names name. are tough. Names are hard. Names are tough. Names but are yeah, tough. So we're thinking about it. But I think the, the big reason we wanted to bring Jer back, the go-to husband, yes, was we got a lot of feedback on our last couple episodes around communication and gender roles and, like, how that's changing in some of those yes. pieces. And I think we wanted to talk about some of that tonight. And well, we're going to get real. We truly, I truly feel like Jer is one of the good ones. Like Jer, there's not a lot of you out there. I will just tell you from experience. So we really value your opinion. There's not a go-to boyfriend yet. Jer, I think that ship has sailed far, far away. Well, I think it's just. You got, you got the go-to tubs. That's all that matters. Did we, did we go on any dates? We're back on the apps, aren't we? Okay, let's, yeah, let's discuss. We're back and then I think we're off them again because- Oh, Jesus. I continue, the torture just doesn't end. So this date wasn't an a-hole or a jerk. I've been out with a couple of those on the recent scale. But Jer, you tell me if you would ever do this. I met the gentleman at a restaurant mm -hmm. and I sit down. Again, I'm not late. Literally, the date was like 7. I waltz in at like 7.05. Okay. Normal, right? Mm -hmm. He's not waiting forever. I expect or would be normal would be, oh, hey, I ordered you a drink. Or I ordered a drink. I'll get her again. I think it's nice actually if they have your number, if they text. Like, yeah, hey, what, what can I get? I got here early. Yep. Instead, I sit down. He literally goes, oh, I ordered dinner. I, I was like, what? This man ordered a salmon plate. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I literally was like, what? Not an Din appetizer, a dinner. No, a salmon, salmon entree. Ordered it. He was like, what do you want? And I was like, no, she already took your order. Like, I was just like, this is weird. This gentleman proceeded to eat a salmon dinner in front of me while I just sat there with my drink for the whole entire date. 
Oh, so at this point in your dating adventures, <laughs> did you I just ask him what the hell are you thinking? Did you did he think he got there early? No, no was I was the date at six in his mind. No, I'm not kidding. I truly didn't think anything could surprise me in dating anymore. But I didn't even think to ask. I was like, what's happening? Like, am I being punked? Like, I was like, who orders dinner? Yeah, I want to think that he thought you were like an hour late. And he was just like, you know, I'm no, so hungry. I worked minutes. out today. I didn't eat anything. Work was crazy. I want a salmon plate. Salmon plate. But this is just me, again, probably <laughs> being the true optimist. N- no, Jared, like, I'm good. just here to tell you, I'm trying not to be negative. It's not good. <laughs> so did you did you get a dinner? No. No. Well, the waitress, like it would have been two separate dinner. I was like, no, I'm fine. Like, I just want to drink. Plus here's the other thing, Jer. And then we've talked about this before. I refuse now to have dinner on a first date with someone. Mm -hmm. It is a drink. And that is all because I've been burned too many times. Did he know this? That you only wanted to drink out of this first one? Because maybe he was like, you know what? She's late or she's five minutes late. I'll just get a little dinner in. Yeah, no. We did not really talk about that. But like it was for drink. Like it wasn't like we're going out for dinner. It was like, oh, we'll meet for drinks. Uh Like it wasn't, dinner was never He tried to sneak in a quick dinner before you got there. (laughs) Can you imagine a salmon? You guys. Maybe he did show up at six, ordered the salmon. It took forever to come out. No, like I think I'm just going to hang up my hat. Like, I think we're done. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Honest question. Because there's another, uh, a sister in our life that I've been asking Al. about. Yeah. Well, the go-to sister. One right, of the go-to, the go-to yeah, sisters. Sister. We've had her on the podcast. Al. Um, she's been dabbling in these apps and sends us some of the, the, the dudes that she gets to experience. One of which the other day was like hanging out off a cliff and he was butt naked. Um, so not the biggest winners. No. Are the ones that you pay for, like a match.com, have you tried those? Do they work? Have you heard Great anything about them? Because question. I feel like if I'm paying to try to find love, I am more interested than some of the men on an app who might just be looking for a hit it and quit it situation. Great question. I will answer that in two part. Mm-hmm. Number one, Jer, I am also often just looking for a hit and quit it. Still can't even find those. No problem. No, horrible. No judgment. So the apps are horrible all around. Second, I tried Match for literally three months, maybe seven years ago, and it frustrated me to no end. I got off of it because all of my matches, I shit you not, were 60-year-old men. And I was like, this is making me feel worse about myself. I need to abort mission immediately. So it's like divorcees go on. But old. And at the time I was like 30, if that, like old, 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 the 60. I was like, well, no offense to six year olds. There's probably none listening except our moms. But like, do you know what I mean? Like, but I was just like, no, this is bad. So I don't think it's great all the way around. Where do you go then? I think we're here. I think this is it. This is a nice life. Tubbs is great. I think this is it. You're powerful. You got a lot going on. I mean, hey. Jerry, get it. This ship has sailed far, far away. I don't get it though because like I know a lot of really powerful, strong, independent you. I say the same thing. My sister, there's a lot of like really good friends of mine that are popping in my head right now that are single, super successful, stunning girl. And they're like either ending up with like duds and settling or they're not finding anybody. I don't get it. What the fuck? I don't get it either. Times are tough. times are tough. But I would anyway. suck at dating. I would suck. Oh, it's horrible. Me and Jared talk about it all the time. All the time. We would be so bad. We've been together for tw- we've been together for twelve years. Yeah. Which the- is is that wild when you guys think about it? You're like, oh my yeah, god. Yeah, because none of this time. stuff. Like the first iPhone came out right when about we started to date. It's yeah. Like, it's I mean no. It's pretty amazing that you guys have been, but it's all I hate online. I think it's skeezy. I hate judging by a picture. I think it's gross. You can't tell chemistry. Like I miss like going to a bar, having like a tequila, tequila shot, and being like mm, you're cute at the end. That yeah. doesn't even somebody happen approaches anymore. you like what are you doing here? Can I buy yeah. you a drink something along that those doesn't lines? Even anymore. You guys start doing like the little conversation, you know, conversing. Yeah. No, doesn't happen. Now they can just do all text, and you can. Probably- oh, and texting is the worst. <sighs> tough times. Tough times. Tough times, Jer. But you're an example of a good one. And we need to talk about what's happening with the Bambino. So, okay. Here's, we're going to get into some serious things. Well, I'm going to ask a serious question. So we know Lauren's pregnant. We talk on this podcast a lot about work. And this sort of just changes the landscape in terms of, maternity leave and are you going to not be on projects and are you going to be looked at differently? Meaning in the research, it shows there's something called a mother's tax 
or a mother's penalty and a father's promotion. Like truly, they've done research where fathers are more likely to get promoted and women, mothers, are more likely to get demoted or stabilized. What are your thoughts on that? Like, have you even told work that Lauren's pregnant? Like, do you even have to think about that? I didn't think about it at all. I literally just like on a whim told my boss one day, we were just talking. I was like, oh, by the way, and my wife's pregnant now. Um, And what was the reaction? It was really like less surprising than I, like I thought they would be like, oh, that's so great. But it was really kind of just like, oh, well, it's about time because we are towards the older end of, you know, some people having their first child. But see, even I think that's like, and again, I don't know your relationship with your boss, but I would, I think that's even a little offensive. Like- I don't know. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's another podcast for another day. Yeah. That's a whole other podcast. But I just feel like people feel at liberty to comment a lot of times. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I remember I, cause Jer's office is across the hallway from mine. So we have upstairs, we have two offices. Well, we're in a remote world. You're right. Yeah. So like I can hear him. And then all of a sudden I just hear him casually say like, oh, by the way, Lauren's pregnant. We're having a kid. And I was like, we never talked about it. There was no strategy for me. I had to have an entire timeline of when was I telling them? Mm -hmm. What was my strategy? Who was the first leader that needed to find out? Then what was my cadence to get to HR? It it was amazing to me that it just showed that was the first big difference was just in how it was communicated and then how I was documenting that. Like, wasn't even a thought for Jer. For me, I thought about it for weeks until I actually finally told. And then when I did tell, it was interesting the reaction of like, okay, well, like, how is that going to impact your projects? What's the timeline? When are you going on leave? It became very much, how is this going to impact our operation and work? For Jared, that hasn't even become a question for him yet. And I will say, I think part of that too is like for my paternity leave, I get two weeks off. So there's really no like coordinating I need to do. I need to give my backup enough information to go and sell produce for two weeks. Right. And, you know, it's not the most complicated thing in the world where you do run these multi-million dollar projects and you'll be out for four to five months. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of time that somebody's got to fill in for you. And you have a higher title than I do. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm... It's not like it's easy. It's not, you know, I'm just selling produce. You are, you know, you're the breadwinner in the house. I'm running the world. Who run the world? Girls. Who run the world? Girls. Um, No, I love that. But you are right because I, I think even women who are not having children yet, not thinking about it, have had their children. This is something that we talk about no matter what stage of life. Like a woman knows in her head this is a big conversation. It's a big deal. What's the right time? I've had clients who have been pregnant literally seven months and have not told anyone on an interview until after they've been hired. And it's a huge logistical strategic conversation that we have. I think it's, I think what's been most shocking to me is how many women colleagues have told me one, how much my job is going to change when I come back and not in a positive way. Mm -hmm. Like, Hey, you're going to be more it's amazing to me the go-to girl community has been more supportive of like, you're going to figure out what your purpose is. It's going to align your timing. You're going to be fine. Everything's going to be great. Like this is going to really define for you purpose. And then it's going to really define for you how you're spending your time and how you break it up. This community has been more supportive than my actual community at work of like colleagues of mine are saying, oh, you're not going to want to travel anymore. You're not going to be on these big client engagements on the West Coast because you're not going to be like, it's amazing how it's already like, this is going to change for you. This is going to change. And this is going to change But I haven't even like, I haven't even left for maternity leave yet. And they're already telling me how drastically my role is going to be and how much that's going to impact my job. And no one's talking about, I'm going to get promoted and go all, it's almost like how I'm going to become stagnant or do less. And it's mostly women who are telling me that. Which is so interesting, and I'm not saying it's not true or based on their past experiences, but you're right. Like you could just, you could easily see from so many companies how you could be blackballed in a way, or it just again, we had this example when my mom was a guest, and she literally had to fight her colleague because there was a woman who went out on a maternity leave, her a normal length of time, and he said, "Well, she's been on maternity leave. We're not going to promote her." And she said, that's illegal. Like the fact that this is a conversation at a global Fortune 500 company is disturbing. You have to think about it. Yeah. And like, thank God for like a family member of mine who listened to one of the episodes and reached out to me and was like, hey, if I were you, I would document your accounts. I would document what you're doing to come back, who's taking over for you. But 
legally those things can't change when you're gone, but you want to have that stuff documented, which is crazy that we live in the world where that could possibly happen. Now, let me ask you this. Are you ever, or is a little part of you nervous that you are not going to love work in the same way or that you are going to want to stay at home and never go back? Yeah. The, like you think that? Um, I'm nervous. I talked to Jerry. I'm nervous that I'll get comfortable in this new reality of what my world has become with this baby. And then work does not become my everything, which it is right now. My whole self-worth comes from, which is bad, comes from work. And a lot of that comes from that, which I think, and not, not that it doesn't come from being a wife and a friend and all that. Right. But most of it, and you and I talk about this all the time, our self-worth comes from that accomplishment within work that totally. this might be the one thing that completely changes that. Yeah, I am. I do think about it. I already feel like it's going to completely change me and I'm just ready to not have to ever work again. <laughs> like we need to retire immediately. I just know like I really, I've wanted to be a dad for a long time and I look forward to being able to like teach things and do stuff. And like my dad worked 60 hours a week mm-hmm. and my mom stayed home with us and that's what he had to do. That's what they had to do. There's no judgment in that. He'd come home, we'd go to baseball practice, we'd eat dinner and stuff like that. But for me, like the work that I'm doing, it's not like it's my passion project. I'm not doing what I love. So for me, being that father is what I'm going to love and take the passion in. Definitely. And work for me is just going to be like a means to an ends. Definitely. It makes total sense. And it's just, I think it's so interesting too. just like you said, I feel the same way as you is that work is life. Life is work. And it would just... It, regardless of sex, I think it's just going to take such a toll or a mindset shift that I could easily see though going back and being like, oh, this Excel sheet is not that important. It can wait. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like for me, I've never, I've never gone to bed without completely clearing my inbox and have everything taken care of for the day. Like there's never been a night where there's been 10 to 15 emails where I'm like, oh, I'll get to it tomorrow. I'll figure it out. I accomplish all my tasks and get done everything before I go to bed. I think that new reality for me, and I say yes to every meeting. Like even tonight, when we were recording, I, there was a West Coast meeting that popped up until 6.30. I was like, I really want to be at Jill's at 5 because I want to get home and blah, blah, blah. But I said yes to it. So what's that going to – like if I'm picking up right. from daycare, am I taking the West Coast meetings? Like what's that going to look like for me? I don't know. You it's ha- the unknown. You want to be – like you've always, since we've started dating, you wanted to like climb the ladder and be a mm-hmm. like a powerful, whether CEO, obviously you you would you would love, love to do, but like powerful, like loved. C-suite oh, type of pipe. Yeah. I'll be there, Jerry. But that's what you've always had a passion. And that's like what's always driven you. And that's what I think at the end of the day makes us work because you've had opportunities to, to do that and you've worked your ass off to, to be able to grab them. And for me, like, I just wanted to be a writer. So like sales was just an end to be able to pay for my college tuition. And it's just so it's, not as important to me. It's, and it just sounds like, I don't want to say more of the work life, but you're so, not that you're not both all in. It's just interesting that it is different. Even like take gender out of it. Just mm-hmm. even maybe the approach or it's just, it's a lot of anxiety in terms totally. of work <clears throat> life. Because, totally. you know, I've had a lot of talks most of my girlfriends have babies. Obviously, most of your friends do. Yep. And I'll talk to my friends' husbands who are in it. They're dads. They're hands-on. They're there, like, as they should be. And I was talking to my friend Sean, and he's like, Jill, if I'm being honest with you, though, Amy still does 80% of the work. She's the only one who can breastfeed. She's the only one who can do. Like, at the beginning, it's heavy on you because the baby's reliant on you. So it's also a different mindset that way, I think. Yeah, I think it's been a different mindset the entire time. From even the conversation, Jared and I probably have one of the best communication structures of like any couple, I think. I mean, like just how we communicate and things we talk about, I think we're very open. Jared has wanted to be a dad for years and I haven't wanted to be, I wanted to get my MBA and jobs and all this stuff. We were very different in that sense. We were very different in... Like the normal gender roles are probably different for you and I. Yeah. 
Yeah, totally. Which I love though, kind of turning it on its head. Not that there should be one gender role or the other, but you're right. It's not a typical, like I went to college to get my MRS and I want to have 800 babies and stay home, which again is one way of life. That is not what's happening here. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's not that at all. But I do love what you said about communication because I also, Jer, like you're going to think this sounds silly, but someone like you and my guy friends who I love, I love that though because knowing people like you exist increase my standards of, oh, why do I feel weird talking to this dude about a salmon dinner? Like why... Obviously, that's a bad example, but you should be able to communicate about everything. And if you can't, that's a problem. Yeah. And listen, like, I don't want to get too deep into it, but here we go. What people don't know is that we all, like, you've said some very nice things tonight, Jill, but like, in the last two years, we've had some of the toughest times of me and Lauren's entire life. Sure. In our relationship. Yeah. And there's been times where I have not been an effective communicator because I've gotten so frustrated with the way she thinks. And I wish I could just change it for mm-hmm. because I, I said a little bit earlier, I, I'm the true optimist. I feel like everybody has good in them. You got to find the good or else what are you doing? But, you know, sometimes when she doesn't think that way, I just wish I can jump in her brain and change it. It's so interesting because I think about this too, like baby aside, even though we're never putting baby aside, like to make it work. I think sometimes I think about relationships in this theoretical concept, like, oh, it's just checking a box. It's like, oh no, there's an entirely different person in a different body with a different brain who thinks differently all the time. Yeah. There's hard resets that we have to continuously do. Mm -hmm. We had one this past weekend where Mm -hmm. it was, I got home from a workout and I, I said one thing, it was a positive. I literally said, I said, I feel so much better when I can get a workout in in the mm-hmm. middle of my day because it just makes me release all the tension, all the anxiety, all of it. And you were having a moment you had, and it just, it, we had to reset. We had to have a hard reset from the way we were both thinking, the way we were both acting towards each other, because it's exactly what you said. I don't, the way she thinks to me confuses me a lot. And I'm sure I confuse the hell out of her. Do you both, because I find this fascinating. Do you both feel like you have learned how to fight better over the years? Yeah, I I feel like I've gotten, I've been able to understand how her process works. I might understand it, but I can understand how she, you know, goes A to B to Z. Because that's generally how Lauren goes. She goes all the way through the alphabet Mm -hmm. where I'll just go... A, B, and we're fine. Right. But I think that's huge because I dated someone in the past who literally any fight, he would physically leave the room, like would leave the arena. And you can't have a relationship with someone who's leaving. Like, I think you have to invest to know how each other operates. Yeah. I think this is like, this is Jared and my relationship. Like Jared and I don't really fight. And then we don't like talk for a couple days or silent treatment or going to bed angry. We've never been that couple. It's more of, are we communicating in a way that we both understand? And am I setting expectations of where I'm at? And like what Jerry's referring to, and we've been very transparent about this, is with the furlough and everything that's happened, I lost my identity and a little bit of who I was and that confident person because my, again, identity was wrapped in work. So the anxiety, depression, things really took hold of of me over the last two years. We started the therapy. We've done all this stuff. Jer had a really hard time of understanding where I was, but what I'm very proud of is I would bring Jer into into therapy sessions so he could hear some of the things I was talking about. Like that was very encouraging. Like the communication never stopped between me and him. Like he always kind of knew where I was, might not have understood how I got there or like when you look at me, you go, oh my God, you have it all together. How could we possibly get to this place? Like everything's going to be fine. But if you don't communicate that to your partner of like the deeper shit of like how you're thinking or like the self-doubt and this constant pressure I feel like I put on myself as a female, like to be successful and do it all. If you don't explain that to your partner, like there's, they don't understand why you are the way you are. Which I think is also such an interesting point. And I love that you should be able, because I don't see how you could survive if you don't communicate that way. The last two years, if we were, weren't on the same page or if I was somebody that did leave the room, we wouldn't have survived. No. Right. We wouldn't have. Because, because a lot of the communicating, I feel, and maybe you don't, but I feel like I had to push it. I had to push her to tell me what was happening, to where say. she was, and why she was like that. Because I didn't get it. 
Let me ask you, and this is, I don't want to say less about you two specifically, but a male point of view. You know, do you, Jer, like when I say something like, do you understand at all what it's like to be a woman in today's society or everything we deal with? Does that sound dramatic to you? Do you sort of get that from having Lauren and a sister? Like, do you, I guess it fascinates me that some things I think about men don't even thinking about getting into a lift. Does someone know I'm here? Is the door locked? Does he feel shady? I think about that every time I'm in an Uber. Do you think about that? type of thing. Me personally, I don't think about that, but I get why you guys would think. Okay. So you, yeah. But, and I know that because I am, I'm a bigger dude too. I, I'm probably not going to get fucked with at all. And so Mm -hmm. I dropped a hard F there in my bag. No, no, we curse balls. We curse (laughs) on this podcast. We're explicit podcasts. I check the box every week that it's explicit content. This is is that trucker talk that I'm so used to dealing with. Don't worry. And I just wonder, because I guess I'm equating it to, okay, my apartment flooded in October. Mm Mm-hmm. All I could think about was a flood for three months, like annoyed the shit out of me. Before that, I never thought about floods. Meaning, I wonder for men, like, do you ever think about body image issues or women in society or that they're having a tougher time at work because of the patriarchal system? Or is it just like, nah, I don't think about that because I don't need to. Like that can't cross your mind on a daily. And it doesn't. But I don't think it's necessarily because I don't need to. (sighs) I mean, I guess it's kind of that, and which is terrible to say, but it's, but it's I just, not. I just like same with the flood. If you don't need to, why would you? Like, I understand yeah, that thinking almost. I think one of the prime examples is this: we were we were living in Orlando, and I had I got I popped two tires. Okay, I had a really terrible day. Something happened at work. I don't even remember what it was, but I literally just handled it all within like an hour and a half. And Lauren comes, she's like, "What are you up to?" I was like, "Oh, well, literally this happened at work. I popped two tires. I had to have a fireman come and help me get one of them off because my Chevy Cavalier wasn't working." And she was like, you just did that all on your own. I was like, yeah, I just figured it out. And see, I love that because I would have been literally laid out in the pavement like someone run over I said to Jared, I'd be in a corner crying, crying, cancel all my meetings and be in a mentally bad place. And you just fix it an hour and we're like, that's just life. 100%. And and when I realized I couldn't do it, I literally waved down a fireman to come help me. Like I was the guy who couldn't figure out how to get his tire off his car. And I just went to the fireman that was coming down the street. I was like, can you help me with this? Let's see. And that, I guess, just personality wise. But what I love about you two, it's not this saying necessarily opposites attract, but you have complementary mm. personalities. Like, I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, Lauren, if you dated a male version of you, uh, you guys would rip each other's heads off. And uh, Jer, if you dated a female version of you, you would probably be, be like, this is horrible. Jer, be bored. Jer you know would I mean? be so bored. I, I literally said this to her yesterday. I was like, you keep my life entertaining and that's what I, like, I need. I need somebody to push me because where I'm, where I'm was like, born and raised, I feel like it was acceptable to just kind of like, if you got a nice, a decent job for decent money and a decent family, that was a good enough life. Right. And, and I'm sure it would have been, but meeting you and having, it's that East coast versus Midwest thing. Yeah. There is a hustle and a rush here that I have found that I'm kind of a little bit of addicted to. And even with work, it's not my passion, but every day they get 150% out of me. And that is really only because I watched her do it. I think I said this last time on the podcast, but I wouldn't have realized that this was a thing and you can really push yourself beyond measures you think you can even get to if I didn't meet her and see her do that. And see, I, okay, you're you're slowly restoring my faith in people with penises. <laughs> so like true, excuse me, on this uh, podcast, we say who, who, who willies. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, you don't I, say the B word. We don't say that. We say who willies. We refer to it by its proper name. One um, bread, one body, everyone. Oh my God. You Okay. Side note, and then I'm going to get serious. We get at least two comments an episode that they love. You know what? We need to do an episode on, no joke, the Catholic, the Catholic Church and being going to Catholic school. We will get, that yeah. will be a canceled. No. We, I could get so many, like, no, we have to do an episode on that. But the Pope, man, they're just doing some controversial Every shit. Every time we sing One Bread, One Body, we get another fan. I th- I think, what song, they will what song did I raise you up on eagle's wings? It was so funny when I talked to Jer about this, because Jer's not Catholic, not baptized, by the way. Good luck oh, with that. Yeah, we're going to have to discuss Jer's not that. dipped. And I got, you're not dipped, babe. You don't have any sacraments. So Jer's no sacraments. When we have to get our kid baptized, it's going to be getting right. Jared to get married in the Catholic Church. We had to go through like hoops and like Father Flynn had to sneak Jared in. This is going to be. I a can't whole... even imagine when we have to dip this child. Yeah. I'm going to have to go through because he doesn't have his. Yeah, that is going to be a. Whole he's thing. got mortal sin on his soul. Yeah, 
I mean, you know what though? Hey, don't we all? But it, it, I love though that you, like truly when I look at you two and I'm, this sounds cheesy, but it's really not. That is like the douches I date. That's when I'm like, all right, I'm cutting it off because you need to, you should be better with each other. Yeah. And that's what it is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I feel like it's very easy to date people, which hello, Sam and dinner and things I've dated before where it's like, no, you're a weight on me. You're dragging me down. You're not, what are you giving? And this is very not like that. No. And that like with the way this last couple of years, since, since the pandemic started, if yeah. we were not like that, it would have been done. Well, right. It would have been done. So you tell me, because obviously I just live with tubs. I feel like and not I feel research shows like the pandemic made or break. There's so many more divorces yeah. or people got stronger, like one or the other. That's why I'm pretty excited to see how we both are as parents, because I think that, and you, to bring this like full circle in the communication right. thing, we have discovered, discovered other ways of communicating with each other and like figuring out subtle signs or like, I, was just I can say read, sign language. <laughs> I can like read, I can read her. I can just like read her face yeah. and how she wakes up. And I can just tell the way she wakes up in the morning now, if it's going to be a good or bad day. Which is really true intimacy when you don't have to explain that or you just know or you have these secret yeah. inside language. And that and does all not mean that. by any means that I ask her every day, like, why are you sad? Right. Because some days, like, I have all this other shit right. going you on. Right. Like, you got a lot like, going I'm tr- on. I'm working here too. Like, my my email's blowing up I'm too. I'm just trying to make it through the day. So it's not like every day I ask her, like, please tell me about your feelings because God, right. God knows I don't. Well, no one talks like that. And that right. would be, that would also get so annoying. Can you imagine? Right. I'd be like, mm, I want to be her. Bye. You know what right. I mean? Like, that's and, not normal. And that's what happened. You know, and sometimes, like, there was a period of time where I checked out on her too because I was like, I just can't talk about the same thing again. Right. But you have a hard reset. You both get the feelings out. Maybe you walk away for an hour, but you, you have to come back. Yeah. You have to come back. No, I love that. And it's like, there's no doubt in either of your minds that you will come back. It's not like there's anxiety oh, around leaving or this or that. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Here's the little pop quiz I have. Oh, shit. As, as we sort of wrap this episode up, I have a, like just a few questions about babies that I want to see if you guys know the answers to. Oh, Jesus. Okay. I literally took this and got every single one wrong. So are, <laughs> is it on like a medical website? No, this is, is like, like babycenter.com. Okay. Like, I didn't know sense. if it's like people or if we're going like Johns Hopkins. No, no you guys, I don't know how yeah. factual this is. We're just going to have fun with it. But okay. I, okay. Legit. Are you ready for your first question? Yes. Ready. Okay. How long should you let your newborn cry before responding options a pick him up right away instead of letting him cry b five to ten minutes c 10 to 15 minutes d until he stops i'm gonna go d until he stops i'm gonna go c wait real quick though does the quiz really say he yes oh see this is not just me the quiz says he um, the correct answer is a pick him up right away instead of letting him cry. I don't Absolutely really not. agree with this. Absolutely oh, not. It, not it right. says, that ain't right. It says when a newborn cries, the best thing to do is tune in and respond immediately. Don't worry. You can't spoil a new baby. I don't agree with that. I honestly heard you should let a baby cry. That's annoying. Wait, I like, think it's different though with new, newborn. I think it's different well, from newborn, newborn to, to time. I think it's different. Well, how long? I haven't read the sleep chapter yet of this fucking book. Okay. If it is newborn though, that kind of makes sense because you do have to figure. Out, isn't it like four total cries? It's like they're uncomfortable. They're hungry. But when this are was, you not this is a my newborn book. anymore? This is my prep book. I'm only. Oh my god! So you're reading a book too? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yay! I love this. Yeah, Amanda Campanella literally listened. Um, to our episode, she's she will be at the Go To Girl event. Oh, she was okay. at the Go To Girl event. Okay, and she said to Jer, "Make sure Jer reads this book. What's it called? Be prepared." Be prepared. Yeah. And I'm reading the one that everyone says you have to read about the sleep training. Um, Mom's on call or whatever. Who knows? Who? It's like the book that everyone says you have okay. to read. It's I'm, like I'm, I'm on chapter one, and I already okay. had I had anxiety after reading chapter one. It was horrible because it told me. Everything I needed to have for this nursery, and it was like nine hundred things. I was like, "Yeah, you got to register." No, I'm definitely registering, but like, yeah, forget it's it. a lot of shit. Oh, it's yeah. so much shit, like it, wild, wild, which we will also discuss. Okay, next question: How many times a day does the average newborn eat? A three meals a day, <laughs> baby center, get lost. B every four hours. C eight to ten times. D on the hour every hour. What do you think? I'm going to go C. Which one was C? 
eight to Jesus. ten times. Yeah, I don't. Every hour on the hour feels like a lot, but what do I know? It's going to be you having hit. That does feel like. A I lot. thought it was like. I thought it was like six. Um, Jer is correct. Eight to ten times. Okay. Average newborn eats about eight times a day. I was every two or three six. hours. I was close with six. Yeah. Six. Okay. Yeah. And depends right. on breastfed or formula. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That's another controversial topic. Jesus Christ. Are you going on the tit? Are you going formula? My God, does everybody have an opinion about that? People have opinions, like legitimately. Um, Oh, here's one. I don't know how much I'm going to agree with this. Okay, we'll do two more. What sort of postpartum present would your partner turned mom probably appreciate the most? A, an outfit for the baby. Absolutely not. Get lost. B, a bouquet of flowers. C, a gift certificate to pamper herself with a facial massage or manicure and the time off to schedule it. There's, there's <laughs> That's no the D. only question. There's no, no, there's D. no D. A nap? D. Is, is there an all of the above A option? nap? There's no D. You guys, how dumb is that question? I don't know if I want someone rubbing me down when I just like... When your uterus like just when exploded. my uterus exploded, I'm bleeding. Like yeah. that doesn't sound like a treat. I feel like for this quiz, it's flowers, but ugh, yikes. Yeah, you get me no, because I, I already I, I already yikes. have fresh flowers. We have fresh flowers in our house all the time. That's a no. What That's was, a no. No, they're saying C is the correct answer, but I think this question is dumb. The last thing I wanted to go is a hand in stone. Why I'm like a hot mess express. No, uh, yeah, no, I, I don't like it. Out. Yeah. Okay, last question. Are you ready? Yes. What now? I'm probably going to say these names wrong. What do Greco, Peg Perego, and McLaren have in common? A. They were heroes in World War One. B. They make pasta and tomato sauce. C. They build sturdy strollers. D. Their wineries in California's Napa Valley. This is the perfect. <laughs> okay, this is the. I'm going to take over this podcast here. The go tells me to take this out. So it's C because they make strollers. Yes. And, and McLaren's like a race car. They like make legit stuff. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of race cars, that's about the price you have to pay to get some of these. Oh, is it that expensive? Just, this 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 upper baby duna vista microsoft bullshit for these strollers How literally twelve hundred thirteen hundred dollars and and then that's just for the one and then you have to get the the tra- the the traveler one on the go for on the go families for another like well where are you three, going four hundred dollars with the other stroller don't go nowhere and then your kid gets if like if we have a boy and he comes out with my shoulders and my head. We're going to be buying a new car seat or Duna or Vista within the first like five, six months because they're not going to be able to fit anymore. Yeah. It is the craziest thing. Every single mom that we've ran into so far, we haven't shopped very much, but every single one of them beelines for this Duna up a baby. Really? First of all, it's the up a baby Vista. Okay. And the Duna is the car seat that converts into it. But you need, you, I need to get both. You hear, you hear that? Are you you need register? to have both. Well, yeah. Register. We've, we have a great family. They've already handled this oh, for us. love it. But it, because I was bringing this up at a one-year-old birthday party, like, tell me, like, how is there not the off-branded version right. of this, 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 this crazy well, price great stroller? question. Mockingbird. Oh, Mockingbird. And literally what I said was, I'm pretty sure I was raised in like a little Tiggs Graco and I turned out just fine. Yeah. What, like, why do we only need this one? This one brand has is literally it's monopolized really and what happened when we went to costco what's the first thing that jared noticed the stroller that the baby was in was a graco and not an upper baby and he goes look that baby is doing just fine and i was like but look at you you even look to see what brand, brand stroller it was while we were at costco isn't that wild it's brilliant marketing and yeah. brilliant sales by them 100 yeah. they have created Ooh. a high-end market for these things exactly but it's like anything else like you just said like you see if you're driving a messed up toyota or a sick rover like, i'm sorry you just do but like, and I How talked about crazy. this with my mom friends when we, like we were at dinner and drinks, a couple of them have kids and a couple of them are pregnant. And they were like, the first thing I do when I go on walks or parks in Philly, the first thing you do oh. is look to the stroller to see what stroller meanwhile, they have. I couldn't. It's mean girls, but it's for crazy. moms. And meanwhile, I wouldn't know if the baby was in a spaceship. Like I'm not kidding. I, I, have, I paid no attention. Cause and I it's amazing to. to me. Like, uh, how I didn't know. And now that no I'm clue. doing a registry, I'm like, oh, if I don't have the upper baby Vista, and I have a Graco. Like, am I being judged by the other moms? Like, apparently. Apparently. Wow. Apparently, we, when I go to Target, that'll be like a thing that they're going to judge in your shoulder. So mine's Graco on my right. I entered the chat. I have the Range Rover on my registry. I don't have the Hyundai. I don't. Wild. 
I mean, okay. I'm learning so many things. We learned so much tonight. So that is the last pop quiz question, but I don't think it'll be the last of our go-to husband coming onto the podcast. This is your second time. Debrief with us. How did it feel? Uh, It felt great to be back. I enjoy sitting with you both and having a nice conversation about life. Amazing. We need you back soon. can relate to this. Do you think people listen to this and like, who gives a shit? Like, is there uh, any connection point for couples you think like are listening to this? Like, I don't know. Like, do you care about babies? No. Like when we're talking about it, like, are you making any connection? I don't know. Yes. Because like, I think, I think as a human, you make connection and we all know people with kids and stuff. Yeah. And I think the communication, like it was huge what we talked about. I think everyone can connect. I hope so. If not, I guess I will never be back again because I, this won't be a popular episode. No, you're, no, you're, you're always coming back. Stance. But I'm just saying, I'd li- I'd, it's just amazing to me how amazing the go-to girl community is, how much feedback we get on what you want, the content that you guys want to experience, live events, all these things that we're doing. But guys, please continue to DM us, send us the content you want us to thing, people you want to feature. We did bring the go-to husband back by request. We need to know what you guys are looking for so we can continue to create content that's going to be relevant for you. And I will say to finish this, Ladies, if you are looking for somebody that's like me, all you have to do is give them a chance because Lauren didn't want to either. There was many other girls out there that didn't want to because I was just Ooh. the nice guy. These are the nice guy don't finish the nice guys don't finish first, but hey, somebody did. Somebody did. Hey, maybe he's like a six in the face, but like a ten in personality. Maybe you just wow, give him a go. You're, you're not a six. Oh my god. But maybe you, you just so maybe you just give them a go. You're not a six. Give them a chance. You never know. If there's somebody pursuing you that's a good communicator, makes you laugh and you enjoy their company, but you're not being successful on these apps, maybe you should just give them a shot. I know. I think Dude, it's good. You were far from a six when we first yeah. started dating. He's far from a six now. now. No, like you've only gotten hotter as like we've gotten Uh, together. But like when we first started dating, you were way more than a six. Don't put yourself as a six. Oh, you love bugs. Oh, you love bugs. I love it so much. All right. Our go-to couple, go-to husband, Jer. Thank you for joining us. To all of our listeners, follow us at Podcast on Instagram, our website, gotogirlspodcast.com. You can also rate us, review us. Please leave us five stars. It helps other people find us. And we will see you next week. Bye. Adios.